Today's scripture reading is from the book of Genesis, the first chapter and the first verse. We are beginning our new uh, systematic study in the first three chapters of the book of Genesis. Not a story of just beginning, but of the beginning. You know, you think about it, it's like if you were to sit down and try and pen, try and write out, how would you describe how we came to be. Whatever story you want to make up in your mind, uh, you just, uh, just apart from the Bible narrative, how would you go about, you know, I, I, I tend to be a little wordy, so it's going to be, it's going to be long, it's going to be tortured, it's going to be, it's going to delve into a lot of detail, uh, much of it unnecessary, uh, and really miss the, uh, the, the important and the, and the higher points. Well, as we step through these three chapters, you'll see just that. You'll see how, how wonderfully written this story is. How, how incredibly, it, it's, it's incredibly important, obviously, to our faith, but it's, a, it's, it's hopefully we'll see this in a new light um, that we haven't seen before. Genesis, a word translated from the Septuagint. What's the Septuagint? It's the Greek translation of the Old Testament. It's the Greek translation of the Old Testament. Uh, and the Hebrew title is appropriately the beginning. So, so the book draws its very title from the start. But where do you start? Where do you start in trying to present the context and setting for everything and everyone? See, we can't even get that right. I don't know, for those of you who've been to family reunions, uh, that, well, my name got left off the tree. Well, my family got disrespected. Uh, it's just, uh, just all these types of issues that, uh, again, we, we're, we're focusing on what we're focusing on, um, but Genesis does, as we'll see, a wonderful job in presenting the things that need to be presented in a way that pretty much everybody can understand. Um, now think about it, too. We, we, we like to fancy ourselves as being highly intelligent, highly enlightened, 21st century people. Uh, this was written thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago. So to, to put, uh, put down first orally, then, uh, in, then to transcribe it uh, for our benefit, how does, this, how does this information get captured in a way that folks that we think that we're more intelligent and more enlightened, we think anyway, uh, that they would get, that they would understand, and they would be able to, to relate to. The questions are the same. The questions of humanity are the same. I don't care who you are, <laughs> what's your background, uh, even your faith. Anybody who's been on earth for more than a minute asks three things. Who am I? Where am I? And why am I? Who am I? Where am I? And why am I? 
like never before, people are searching for, for meaning. I don't need to tell you this. You know that. People are searching. Uh, I've never experienced such incredible, you know, if I'm not careful, I'll call it narcissism, uh, but this incredible desire for relevance, for significance. Um, hey, how are you? Hi, my name is, is, is Bob, Bob Smith. Uh, I'm a doctor. I didn't ask that. I just said, how are you? But we associate, we, we're, we're looking for somehow, we're looking for relevance, for validation. We're looking, I, I want to count for something. I, I, aren't I somebody? Aren't, 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 aren't I somebody? So it's through our careers, our education, sports. All you did was score a touchdown. Or you just, all you did was sack the quarterback. And you're prancing around like you just won the lottery. What's what's up with that? It's, see me. Somebody please notice me. Facebook. Somebody notice me. Notice me. I, that's why I take pictures of my food and send it to you. <laughs> Isn't what I'm eating wonderful? Call me wonderful. Please. You think I'm, you, you think I'm kidding. Um, we want to know that we, that we are valued and what we do matters. That there's associated importance to what I do. So the verse, first verse of the first book of our Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth period. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. As one theologian writes, simple and majestic, dignified yet unaffected, profound and yet perfectly clear. Genesis makes a superb introduction not only to the book of Genesis itself, but to the whole of Scripture. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The word, we're just setting the foundation today. We'll, we'll, we'll march more strategically and intentionally later. Uh, the word translated here uh, for God and throughout much of the first part of Genesis is the word that's used for God generally, Elohim. It's not the covenantal name. Yahweh, that will become associated with uh, the Jewish nation. See, right now, we're just talking creator God, Elohim. It's not a personal name, but it's often used as a proper name. Just like when we do, when we talk about God, we're not talking about Yahweh. We're talking about God, but just sometimes it's like, you know, you call, uh, you know, moms a substitute for whoever your mom is. It's, it's a title that becomes associated, it's, it's, a, it's a word, it's a proper word that becomes associated with a person, but it's not the name of the person. And it, we could be speaking of any God, but in the context and setting of its usage, that's what, define, that's what defines what it is. So we see here, in the beginning, 
God, we haven't really introduced him, but God created the heavens and the earth. I just throw something else at you. The word is in plural form, but it's singular in its use. So it's, and again, I just, it's, if, forgive me if I'm, I'm a little off, but just to give you a window to look through, it's in the beginning, God's, he created the heavens and the earth. It's plural in its etymology, but it's singular in its use. Now, some will argue, well, see, that's, a, that's an early homage to the Trinity. Or maybe that's just a manifestation of, uh, of uh, God's majesty, power, dominion, you know, the, 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 the aspects or the, the attributes of God. Maybe it's that. It could be that. It could be none of those things. Um, again, but as I'll, I'll encourage you later, uh, and I encourage you now, don't get lost in the forest, in the, tre- in the trees. Look at the forest. It's likely at a time and place when people had all types of things going around. It's like, well, we had the God of the sun, and we had the God of this, and we had the God of that. God of the tree, God of the rock, God of the babbling brook, God of this. God, and, and the writer puts down, in the beginning, God, plural, he, singular, created the heavens and the earth. Interesting that at a time when polytheism, multiple gods reign supreme, the author just like, zoom like a laser. There's only one guy. See? And that's what the, the world will tell you even now. Well, you know, there's multiple ways to reaching that higher level of enlightenment. You can go this way, you can go that way, you can go that way, or you can go this way. And you can, we'll all arrive there. And scripture is saying, no, you won't. No, you won't. Know who you bow to. See? If, if your foundation's messed up, then the structure that's built up around it's going to be messed up. So that's why it's important to spend a little bit of time uh, uh, to, to, to understand what's going on here. One more thing. This is, this is, I mean, just one verse. This is why we can spend the rest of the year on this. One more thing uh, is clear here is at the very beginning, look at the linkage between the deity, God, and his act, creation. I'm introducing you to God, and I'm introducing you and how he, how he rolls. It'd be like me saying, it'd be true, meet my wife, she's an awesome cook. Wow, I gotta taste some of that food. Yeah. Meet my God. He creates stuff. That's, that's incredibly, as, as one theologian writes, God in Genesis 1 is the one who acts and speaks. His reality is seen in his acts. He is not an entity who can be conceived of a part of apart from his works. You will know me by how I roll. You will know me by what I did and what I continue to do. This is who I am. In the beginning, God, plural, he created heavens and the earth. To put it another way, who he is is what he does. Just as the Bible lets us know that God is love, God is creator. God is love, God is creator. 
See, this is an important uh, point to remember as we study the text in the coming me- in the coming weeks. Who is God? Who is it we worship? We come we come to worship and we bow down to. Who who is this God that we assemble and we we give our very lives, we we owe our very existence to? Who is it? Who who is this God? See, but the reason why our behavior sometimes is amiss, apart from our just willful, just willful desire for sin, is because we have not made that appropriate connection between who we are and whose we are. That, you know, as, as Fievel says, for those of you who had kids back in, the day, back in the day in American Tale, you know, he's singing, trying to find his, uh, his family, and he's like, somewhere out there, there's somewhere out there. That's, for a lot of us, that's our relationship, our concept of God. He's somewhere out there, but he doesn't have a whole lot to say about what I'm struggling with right now. I don't have a job. Yeah, well, I'll pray and, you know, I'll say some words. Hopefully something will stick. I'm not, you know, but really there's, there's not a whole lot of belief associated with our act. See, we, we say we believe in the God who creates, but... For the life of us, for the life of me, half the time it seems like I can't even believe that he'll create uh, uh, opportunity for me now. Or relationship. Or, or whatever. You fill in the blank. It's, 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 like, it's, it's almost, see, see, deists believe that, that, yeah, there's this spiritual, supernatural something uh, that created things. And it's almost like uh, the master watchmaker. He creates a watch, winds it up, sits it on the table, and walks away. And it's like, I got nothing to do with that anymore. I'm done. That's what a lot of people believe the relationship is with God. He, He made a watch. He wound it up. He sat it on the table, and he's walked away. And I got to figure out what time it is. And if it tends to wind down, wind down, then I have to somehow figure out how to wind it up. Hmm. Some versions and some uh, modern scholars have interpreted the text of the introduction in a way that could imply, see, see, some, some have, have uh, even just in case, it's like you think that, well, boy, you're belaboring this point. No, no. Some have argued that this first verse uh, is somehow supportive of the second verse, that, that somehow the creation uh, it kind of existed already, and God just kind of, I don't want to say stumbled into it, but uh, uh, he, he just kind of came along, and he took what was here and turned it into something. Uh, that uh, time as we know it and understand it had already happened. For example, it, just as an example, I think it, this, is, this is modernity. Uh, one, one, one version reads, and a lot of modern scholars uh, buy into it. At the beginning of God's creating of the heavens and the earth, when the earth was wild and waste, dot, dot, dot. That somehow God was, okay, well, there was this God, and, you know, there was something that was already here, kind of sort of preexisted. It may look the same to you. It ain't the same. It, it's not the same. Some, some will argue that God had something to work with, substance or something that existed along the same time God did, see, we believe, I believe. That's a misinterpretation of, te- of the text 
and the other versions, like the NIV, have it correct, that hold that the first verse is, stands alone by itself. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, period. As the message version reads, and I believe correctly, but in a more fluent uh, modern text, first this, God created the heavens and the earth. All you see and all you don't see. That, that pretty much sums it up right there. Elohim, God, created, spoke into existence, ex nihilo. Everything we see, everything we can't see, period. Think I'm wrong. Take a minute, go through your own Bible, and you just look at the references there where it speaks to God and his sovereignty, independent of his creation. Before anything was created, before anything was, was uh, created, uh, the 45th chapter of the book of Isaiah reads, For this is what the Lord says, He who created the heavens, he is God. He who fashioned and made the earth, he founded it. He did not create it to be empty, but formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord, and there is no other. So what do we have? We have from nothing God speaks everything we see and know, and everything we haven't seen or don't know into existence. See, you all know I'm a civil engineer by vocation. I, 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 I am science-based. I love those PBS programs like Nature and Nova. I mean, uh, you know, Sister Meeks, not so much. That's why it's wonderful we have two TVs. So while she's watching what she wants, then I get to watch what I want. And so I will be wrapped, and I'll look at that, and it's just, it's just, it, it validates my faith in an amazing way. When I see uh, the, the discoveries, as we call them discoveries, discoveries to us, uh, of God's creation. Um, but I'm also amazed how some can look at, look at the discovery and be convinced that there's no God. That this was, we're all the product of a of random chance. Where it just, it just, it just, you know, uh, it's kind of like uh, growing up, for those of you, I know, don't, don't hate me, but I, I love Easter egg hunts. Um, it's kind of like as a kid, if I went out during the Easter egg hunt after my parents had already planted the eggs, finding the egg and said, hmm, I've discovered an Easter egg. There must be a master bunny somewhere. And so I put together from whole cloth uh, the, uh, some idea, some, some, some pretext for how that Easter egg got there, not fully recognizing, you know, put the Easter egg there, don't you? Daddy. Daddy put the Easter egg there. I just happened to discover the Easter egg that Daddy put there. It wasn't the Easter bunny. See, According to scientific theory, and again, for those of you that are going to be headed off to college, so you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be challenged. You're, go, you're going to be, it's going to be thrown in your face. Oh, what a, oh man, you believe in the Bible? You believe in creation theory? You believe in that? Oh, come on. Intelligent people, intelligent people, intelligent people are saying, from nothing, something was here, and it exploded billions of years ago. You know, that sounds a whole lot like the creation story. <laughs> See, but what they would argue is, you just have to suspend 
your, your, your right thinking and believe that, you know, you don't have to say, well, well what's the beginning? The beginning is, is, is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's just you have to believe that it's always been here. You've lost your mind. I'm a scientist. That, that makes no sense whatsoever. But that's what's, that's, that's, well, and then spontaneously something happened and randomly something happened to allow, you know, that, that over the course of billions of years and iterations and chance and happenstance and being in the Goldilocks zone the earth is in, that it's not too hot, it's not too cold, and it's, it's just, it, it all works out. And voila, humanity and thinking and, 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 and me. I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I look in the mirror and I say, you know, I know there's a God because I wouldn't have created this. You know, I just... <laughs> Uh, it, I understand the whole concept to try and conceive of God is beyond our ability. Because if we could, we'd be God. Or at his level. But we can't. That's why wonderfully, amazingly, crazily, Emmanuel, God with us, came to earth and said, Hello, this is who I am. This is how I roll. And the, uh, his own didn't even receive him. But, but, and we'll study this, we've been created in his image. So, so we don't know God, but we can kind of see sort of what God's like when we see one another. We get angry, God gets angry. We laugh, God laughs. We have a will, God has a will. This, we, 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 we can kind of see, uh, we, can, we, can, we can connect on a spiritual level, we're on, on a cognitive level, on a, on a thinking or a mental level, it's just, it's just beyond us. As, as, as the writer of Hebrews uh, shares with us, by faith, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. That that is a full frontal testament of who God is and his awesomeness. The Bible doesn't ask us, again, for those of you that have been around more than a minute and are headed off to college, contrary to what some may think, the Bible doesn't ask Christians to check their brains at the scientific door. Oh, yeah, you just have, you just have to, you know, it's just like... No, no, no. It, it, was, it was during that, that, that period of enlightenment. And science, those were, those, for, by and large, those were Christians that were making those discoveries. Because God said certain things, and he was predictable in certain ways, then that led to multiple discovery and led us to where we're here. So now it's like, okay, well, now that I see Easter eggs all over the place, there had to have been a bunny uh, that's how the Easter eggs got here. And it's like, no. Daddy put the eggs there. You just now, you're just now discovering those. Psalm 8 informs us, it's through a careful examination and consideration of, crea of creation that draws me to my knees before him. See, the more I know him scientifically, the more I'm certain of a master designer, a master creator, one who planned and holds it all. See, we'll study later in the second chapter how the author uh, frames the creation narrative. 
with the first verse as one side of the book in the beginning, the fourth verse of the second chapter will actually summarize it. And it says, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. So what am I saying? I'm saying don't be, don't be bamboozled into believing that God of creation is a myth with no basis in science. Don't be bamboozled into believing that, that somehow uh, it, it, it takes a simpleton. It takes someone who's naive to, to believe in, in that God spoke things into existence. Don't, don't be bamboozled. C.S. Lewis, uh, the late C.S. Lewis wrote, very roughly, two views have been held. First, there is what is called the materialist view. People, have, people who take that view think that matter and space just happen to exist and always have existed. Nobody knows why. And that the matter, behaving in certain fixed ways, has just happened by sort of a fluke to produce creatures like ourselves who are able to think. That's why the Bible says, and I am a firm believer, it's the fool. I didn't say it, the Bible said it. It's the fool that says in his or her heart, there is no God. That's what a fool would say. If you just say, no, 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 hey, God doesn't exist, you're a fool. You just, look, just look at create Creation, as the Bible also lets us know, you just look at creation. Creation speaks of God. There has to be a master designer. I'm closing. See, just the first verse. The author has also included a kind of a nod to the conclusion at the beginning. In the beginning, oh, if there's a beginning, it's got to be an end. Wow, that's pretty good. Otherwise, the author could have just simply written, God created the heaven and the earth. Could have just said that. But he said, no, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. See, but the Bible is clear that the arc of time starts with creation and bends to a conclusion. The arc of time starts with creation, but it bends to a conclusion. As John wrote in the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation, 21st chapter of the book of Revelation, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Verse 5. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. We have a beginning, we have an end. What's in the middle? We have a beginning, we have an end. What's in the middle? That's two parts. Remember I said the, the three-part uh, question that everybody uh, uh, should have asked uh, or, or have pondered at some point? Who am I and where am I? The third question is, why am I? Why am I here? If I'm not the byproduct of some random evolutionary process, if, 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 if uh, 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 let me just, for, for sake of argument, I'll accept your your, your, your argument that, that God is the, the master designer. Uh, I'm, this is not some random evolutionary act that began with a big bang billions of years ago. 
What's the point and purpose of living? What's the point and purpose of living? Well, <coughs> I'm glad you asked. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus, when? Before the beginning of time. Things have been set in motion. You were part of God's master plan before he spoke anything into existence. I know that causes all of our heads to go tilt. That, that, that we can't conceive of that, but that's the reality. As, as Ephesians 1 and 10 reads, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in us, prepared in advance for us to do. So, let me go all the way back. I was uh, jesting uh, with, with some of you about our desire for significance. What does God say? You are really, 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 really significant. You are so important. You, how important am I? I was thinking about you before I spoke things into existence. I know in, 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 a, in a Facebook world that's hard for us to conceive because you've got five, five gajillion Folks on Facebook, ain't nobody looking at my page. At best, I got 200 friends. What's that about? There ain't nobody. <laughs> and God said, set aside your 200 friends. I knew you before I spoke anything into existence. Hmm. So you know then, I'm in this situation right now where I'm, I'm tied up with somebody who's, who's got loser written all over their forehead. Huh. You know that I am in a job where I'm not appreciated. Folks don't value me or, or anything. And you know I'm getting 10 bucks an hour when everybody around me is getting 15. You, you, oh, you know, that's the star stuff, the cosmic stuff. That's wonderful, but this is, this is 2015, and I got issues. You know, I, 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 I got a situation right now, right about here. <laughs> see, the creator of things, see, this is who we're dealing with. This, this is who we're dealing with. We're dealing with the creator of things, seen and unseen. Stuff that we can see and we, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I press my face up against the, the sea's candy glass and it's the <laughs> fog, the window and everything else. And it's just, I'm just, boy, I sure want to go in there. I, he sees that. He also saves me from that. He, 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 he knows me. He knows what I'm going through. He, know, he knows he knows the things that cause me to toss and turn in the middle of the night. He knows that you know, when, when, when you, you're crying, you don't know why you're crying. You're feeling melancholy, you don't even know why. You're just, you're just not happy. Just, there's just no joy. It's like you just, one day looks like the next. And it's just like you just pick up one foot, put it in front of the other. And it's just like, I'm just, what are you, how's it going? I'm just going. I'm just, I just, the God that speaks things into existence 
is the God we bow our knee to. What can't he speak into your life? What? Think of something. Oh, he can't do that. I argue, if we could get past Genesis 1-1, everything else is a piece of cake. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What are the heavens and the earth? It's, 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 it's everything. It's the alpha and omega of everything that we see, know, and can think, conceive of. It's everything we see, everything we can't see. He created it. Even the Easter eggs that I haven't discovered yet. He created those. He might let me live to see and grab that egg, and it's like, thank you, Dad, for planting that egg. That's wonderful. See, and that's just the kind of father we had uh, back in Bakersfield. I know there wasn't a whole lot to do there uh, in Bakersfield. Really wasn't. It was, it was pretty pathetic. Let me hush. <laughs> But I look forward to Easter Sunday because on the side of the house, plant the eggs. You put the eggs in the bushes. And after a while, it's like, oh, I know where this one's, oh, you know, you just, see, that's, that's even the predictability of that's, that's God. It's like, I know he's going to bless me. I just, I just, oh, okay, I know, I know it's, okay, there's going to be an egg around here. I, I just know it. I just, yeah, I just know it. And... There was one special egg, uh, and it just means nothing to you guys, only me, and it would be wrapped in foil, and if you found that egg, you'd get a quarter. That was big money. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was big money. That was really big money. Every now and then, God will let you find that, that foiled egg with a quarter inside. Every now and then, see? But, but he wants to be more than the pseudo-Easter bunny planting eggs so you could go find them. But, but that's the God we worship is the God that creates the author of our faith. is God. So what do we have? We have God of creation, God of our faith, God of promise, um, what is, what is, what is, how, do, how does God describe himself? I am who I am. Self-existent, speaks things into existence. Again, why is this so, so important? That when you, if you haven't lived long enough to, to hit those, those tough patches of life, you've got to be in those spots where, I know God's got this. That I've got to be able to rest. Otherwise, then, um, just, you know, I was listening this morning, as a matter of fact, on a podcast, a brilliant, brilliant uh, writer, author, uh, Generation X guy, brilliant guy, brilliant guy, hung himself. Hung himself. And, 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 and the, the podcast that he was a part of, he was sharing... The absolute vapidness, the absolute absence of significance life holds in and of itself. The world would say, you've got everything to live for. But as he said, I didn't say, he said, after, after you've exhausted sex, money, fame, 
What else is there? He hung himself. No hope. No hope. And sadly, the world is looking for what we have, and like flies on the screen, we tend to be looking for what the world has already achieved. Well, I want, break me off a little bit. Give me some. Give me this. And it's like, no, no, no. Don't get lost amongst the trees. Let's look at the whole forest. Let's understand and appreciate, let's understand and appreciate the creation. But let's fully understand the creator. See, if we're not careful, we'll look at Genesis and it's like, oh, isn't this interesting? God created this before he created that, before he created that, before he created that. And that's, that's interesting. That's wonderful. That's, that's, that's nice. But I'm, I'm less interested in that and more interested in really understanding who's this God that could speak stuff like that into existence in such a determined, deliberate way. I'm done. The psalmist writes in the 90th Psalm, long before you brought earth itself to birth, I love this, long before you brought earth itself to birth, from once upon a time to kingdom come, you are God. From once upon a time to kingdom come, you are God. To the degree we struggle and have difficulty in life is the degree we have not dialed in to daddy. Even with being dialed into daddy, the Bible promises life is filled with challenge. But much of what we experience is self-inflicted because we have not, we have not bowed nor worshiped at the feet of the one that speaks things into existence. We've, we've bowed, worshiped, sung songs to, to something but that full appreciation and recognition that I am worshiping the one that speaks things into existence, that'll, that'll, that'll radicalize you. If I knew, and I promise I'm done, if, if I knew for a fact that Sister Pamela had the winning lottery ticket for boatloads of money, you best believe I'm going to be her best friend. I'd be silly not to. Hey, Pam, how you doing? Can I help you? What, what do you need? You, 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 your feet need a rub? You know, what's, what's, what's up? House need cleaning? What's the deal? We haven't made that association. We haven't made that association. Again, God's not, uh, he's not our uh, cosmic bellhop. But we have not even made that association to the degree that we understand that God is the one who speaks things into existence. Whatever my need is. He's got it. Let's pray.